Kenny. <laughs> this is a good one this week. I'm excited. It is. Yay. It's different from what we normally do. Different. We're a little different today. Mm. <laughs> it's like our MO is being yes, different. We're always, always a little bit different. That's yeah. what keeps it exciting, right? It's true. Just it's like true. in the bedroom. Ooh. Like always. I always got to put a twist on it. <laughs> do you want to talk about your wine first? Mm. Okay. I love it because I, I can hear the swallow I very know. well in there. It's like we said before. Dude, you really got to hear that swallow. <laughs> okay. So um, I coordinated with our book. Our book is The Seven Month Itch by Tanvia Peart. I said Pert before, but she said Peart. Oh, well, she's a, I, just a quick side note. I was blown away that this is her first book. Yeah. It it's was so, so good. I, I cannot her writing believe it. is fantastic. I am serious. I'm still blown mm-hmm. away by that. I yeah. would have thought that she would have wrote at least 10 books by that point. Well, I mean, she would have had to start writing when she was about, I don't even Five. know. Five? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tavier, she's great. Um, seven Month Itch, uh, her main character, Justice, enjoys a Manhattan, um, which is a very, if you're not aware, um, a very whiskey forward drink. Mm-hmm. So... My wine coordinates with that. It is a, it's by Cask and Barrel. It's a Cab Sauv. It's aged in bourbon barrels. Oh, that was smart. Ta-da. Good work, Kelly. Yes. Um, so this is, let's see. Um, it's oak aged Cab Sauv. It says robust flavor, ruby red color. All of that's correct. Velvety finish. Correct. Ooh, velvety finish. Yes. That sounds fancy. Yeah. Um, and then it says the winemaker hand selects a special blend aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels for three months <laughs> to create a recipe that explodes with devilish flavors. Do you feel the devilish flavors? Of vanilla, caramel, and of course, classic American oak, which all of that. Yes. But it's very devilish if I say so myself. But um. Also, I threw in a little uh, Christmas uh, fun little aside right there because I said, correct. And that is uh, (laughs) one of my favorite Christmas songs. Um, I don't I couldn't even tell you. I don't remember who sings it, but my brother does a compilation. My older brother does a compilation every year of a bunch of Christmas songs, and they're all like the best. And there's one that's called December the 25th. And... (laughs) I love it's it's like this like uh like an opera singer basically oh i have a friend who's an opera singer he's amazing ben gully if you're into opera ben gully you might know him if you're into it if not look him up he's fantastic um i might make him sing this song for me Anyway, um, this song is called December the 25th and there's this like robust opera singer and it's not very long, but they're, he's all like. (laughs) (laughs) Siri loves this show so much. This is Alexa. (laughs) Oh, Alexa. Alexa loves it so much. Anyway, um, part of it, he's like the dearest day in all the year. And then. (laughs) Do that one more time for me, please. Please. The dearest day in all the year. (laughs) And then. And then the the chorus goes December the twenty fifth, my dear. Oh, and he says December the twenty fifth, my dear. But then there's someone else goes December the twenty fifth, and he goes correct. So it's like December the twenty fifth, correct, and then, <laughs> correct. And he rolls the R's, and it's very funny, and it cracks me up. Kelly 
is why this really setting. It is. <laughs> Whatever. December the 25th. Correct. So it, it does. What does it taste like? Uh, devils. It tastes like devils. <laughs> it's a devilish flavor. If you just lick the devil. It does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, no, it is. It does have a, it has a really, really nice, like, yeah, it's, it's really, it lives up to its name. It's, uh, it has that nice, like, vanilla spice Ooh. smell and taste. How about the tannins? Are there tannins in there? It's not as much because it's a cab. It's a little bit lower on the tannins for a red. Oh, can I try it? Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. you can taste the vanilla in that. Mm-hmm. It's really good. That is very smooth. Mm-hmm. I agree with the velvety part of it. That was very mm-hmm. like velvety finish. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was really good. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah. Mm. Yum. Man. You gotta- Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Mine didn't go along with the book, but it is pretty good. It's called Naughty Vines. It's a Chardonnay. It, I mean, it's there's not a really good description on the back of it, but let me do the taste thing and I've see if I can. I've got wine teeth. Okay. All right. So I'm going to taste it in the front and in the back, right? That's how I do it? Well, on the sides. Too. On the you side. got to get all around. You got to okay. let it sit in your mouth a bit. I'm twirling it. Just like a bee jerk. <laughs> I'm twirling it, twirling it. Okay. I'm going to smell it. It really does make it smell stronger when you do that. Yeah. It aerates it. That's it what really it's does. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to taste it all. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what it she said. That's what she said. It's like tardy on the front, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to tardy I, in the front. I think that's, that's tardy in say. the front. Yeah. It's like party in the front. Okay. Now. Is I'm it gonna, a mullet wine? <laughs> It might be. Hold on. Let me taste the sides of it. Hold on. I don't really taste anything on the sides. Okay. What about the back? Okay. It's like a smooth. Ooh. Smooth finish. It's like a, you taste it, but you taste like a a little bit like a, it's almost like a little sour at the end. Mm. It's like sweet and sour. So like a blowjob. Yeah. Just like like one. (laughs) Sweet in the front, sour in the back. There you go. Yeah. It's a blowjob wine. Naughty Vines. Highly recommended. <laughs> <laughs> the book we're going to talk about is a seven-month mm-hmm. itch. Yes. Um, it's coming out in January. January, January 9th. 9th. And we have... Oh, no, that's the ending of oh, uh, yeah, doing that's the pre-orders. Right. I don't remember what date she said it was to buy, but she'll tell us. If you hang out until the end, so she this is her first book that she's written, and it, I, I seriously, I, I know I said this before, but I am really blown away that this is her first book. It's it was really, really good. good. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm excited to see what else comes from her. I think she's mm-hmm. going to be a she's big so name coming up and so funny. And she's hilarious. Yes. And definitely like I told Penny, um, while we were reading this, I said, I feel like this was, a like leggings and cozy socks by the fire type of like book. Like if you're into like more of a cozy spicy book or if you like the Hallmark movies, yeah, there is spice in it for sure. But it's more of a like a cozy. It's um, great for this time of year. Like a snowy book. Yeah. Yeah. It was Mm -hmm. good. It was nice and chill and just. But we wanted to try something. So in her book, she talked about There's like one little small scene. Yeah. That Kelly was like, I can do this. I can do this. I was like, I cannot. So Mm -hmm. she's going to try to teach me. So they're at a singles retreat. Yes. And so one of the characters like 
hooks up with a chick he sees across the bar because she can do the cherry stem trick. Yeah. So we're going to try tie it. a cherry stem in a knot with your tongue. I have never tried it before. So this will be fun. And I was like, we need to get some cherries because I can totally do that. I don't like and cherries, Pe- but I'm going to try Penny it. And Penny was like, well, I'll eat. <laughs> You'll eat my cherry? Yeah. <laughs> Penny, I'll eat your cherry. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, um, <laughs> we're doing this because I can do that. Yeah. I want you to Teach me how to do it. I don't know if I can teach you because it's all... You got to do it step by step. You do it first. Do a perfect example. You need to like move your tongue around in your mouth. Got to be good with your tongue, Penny. <laughs> I need some practice, obviously. <laughs> all right, let's go. I also have not done this in a while. Okay, I'm excited with a, to see. Uh, with a cherry. <laughs> you guys don't want anything that's short. <laughs> no, nobody wants <laughs> a short stem. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for this. Do you have to warm up the stem? Oh, okay. Because I feel like stems are going to be pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to work it around with your tongue. Okay. She's working it. She's working it. Did you do it? No, you did not. Oh, it's not. I thought it was. Hold on. I thought I had it. Dramatic on. pause. <laughs> mm-hmm. I lost my place. So she said, yeah, sometimes you gotta use your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Just nip it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You did it. Okay. Ta-da. Let me try. Here, Penny. Thank you. Will you eat my cherry? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Find one with a good stem for her. <laughs> nice and long, please. Yeah. Long and thick, preferably. So I just got to put it in and try to tie in that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Use your teeth a little bit. And your lips. Use all of your faculties. <laughs> Keep it in your mouth. <laughs> She's up. No hands. <laughs> oh, I almost had it. Hold on. Hold on. I almost had it. Oh, I'm so close. <laughs> That's what she said. In good times and bad times, I'll be. <laughs> I feel like it's too short. I need that a little longer. Yeah, oh, this is a good one. Okay. All right. Talk me through it. All right. In the mouth. I'm going to I'm gonna see if I can talk while I'm doing this. Okay. Penny, that's, you're asking a lot of me. All right. You can do this. Oh, you're going to be fine. So, yeah, you kind of fold it in half and then you make a you kind of cross the, cross <gasps> the tips. Okay. And hold, hold that together. Mm-hmm. Like kind of by your teeth. Mm-hmm. Take your tongue, kind of put under your tongue, mm-hmm. and fold it up like you're making a knot. And I hold the other tip with my teeth. And you gotta kind of hold the loop with your like lower lip at the same time. <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so freaking close, and Kelly. Then what you do when you get it that close Hold like on. that is that you hold it with your teeth, and then you just pull it tight with your fingers. Oh my gosh! I did it! I'm so proud of myself! Look at that! I I think we need to frame this. (laughs) That's all you do when you pull it out. You just finish it off real quick. Oh my gosh. That was so fun. Well, let's go jump to our interview. Yeah, so we have Tanvier here. 
All right, we'll jump right into it. Yay, here's Tom VA. Thank you so much for meeting with us. We're so excited for this. Thank you. And I'm so excited for the opportunity and to chat with y'all. We have, yeah, we have like some normal questions and then we have some fun questions too. Okay. I like fun. (laughs) I try to be normal. (laughs) No, no, don't be normal. So you have a book coming out in the new year, um, The Seven Month Itch. Can you tell us a little bit about it? So it is a, a take on a second chance romance. And I say that because I read a lot of romance books and a lot of times with second chance books, you know, there's a significant time gap. It's at least a few years or it's 10 years. And if if I divorce my husband, which ironically is is how the book came along, just seeing a clip for a Hallmark movie, what would be the time frame? And so that's um, how the seven month itch came along. It's a spin on the seven year itch, yes. but we're again making it a little bit more realistic. And so the story follows a woman named Justice. Uh, she's in her mid thirties. She is the the quintessential awkward girl who likes to color code her peony drawer, um, wears a lot of Target lingerie, um, does have issues with self, but is a really, really good friend, handles her business at her job. She's She was with her, her soon-to-be ex-husband for many years. They were college sweethearts. He was like, you know, the, the, the jock in a sought-after football player with his Afro-Dominican wilds, um, just eye candy. And so they were in love, messing up headboards. And then, you know, over time, <laughs> over time something happened. Um, and in the last couple of years of their their marriage, uh, Justice couldn't take it anymore. And there are some things that happen off the page, but also, you know, as you read, you get a, a little bit of some of those nuggets. And so she she separates. She ends up moving out, reclaims her time and, and gets new space. And so they haven't seen, heard or or spoken to each other in seven months. They're headed for divorce. Justice has a best friend named Emma who believes the best way to get over a man is to get under a new one. They take an annual girls trip and unbeknownst to Justice, um, who sees life a little bit differently with her awkwardness, Emma ends up signing them up for a seven day singles retreat in Vail, Colorado. So it gives the winter hallmarky situation. And when they get there, Justice doesn't want to be there. You know, she's thinking about people possibly holding her hostage in dungeons and all the things that run through a worry rat's mind. Uh, she is thinking of the worst case scenario. And so they, they get their keys. They're going to embark on this journey. And as they're waiting for the elevator, unbeknownst to anybody, uh, Justice is soon to be future ex-husband parents comes down the elevator. So the question becomes, what happens when somebody who you can't get over is at the same singles retreat as you for seven days. And the story starts there, but it doesn't end there. There's a lot of shenanigans, um, some laughs. I heard there were some tears, but I love Candy Ryan, but I'm not like her. <laughs> I don't aim to make folks cry. Um, but you, you just get like a taste of different characters. And so that's the seven month itch. And also, um, there are some some cool best friends because I, I really like yes. the bond between mm-hmm. Terrence and Miles and, and Emma and Justice. Yeah, I really think yeah. the friendships are like super awesome. And I 
loved, I'm sure Penny's not surprised. I loved Emma. I was yeah, like, she was so fun. I was like, oh, this girl's me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was going to ask you, like, are you a Hallmark movie fan? Because this sounded very, like, kind of like an ode to Hallmark movies. Yes. Sort of. Yes. yes. I, I love a good Hallmark movie and I also like Lifetime. So just <laughs> those two oh. dynamics play with each other. Fun. Well, going back into the characters a little bit, how do you come up with your characters? Are they based on people you know or do you create them or how does that work for you? Both. Uh, so Justice is, uh, she's part of me. I think at least online with content and I would say in real life, I'm an extroverted introvert. Like I could be a per- people person and I'm a little bit more, more social than justice, but justice is more of my quiet side, especially with the second guessing, um, the, the organizing of the panty drawer by color also is part of my <laughs> There's nothing wrong with organizing Oh my God, we're going to get her going up for hours <laughs> talking about color coding yes. stuff. I was in my closet the other day and she's like, what is this? Is everything organized by color? And I was like, yes. And Where'd you live? And my sleeve length. It's the world's easiest closet to figure out. If my stuff is hanged up, it's a miracle. So it's, (laughs) you would probably die looking at my closet. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, So, yeah, so so justice is definitely, it's it's a a piece of me. But also, um, justice is some of the, the women I know who, when presented with fight or flight, they go with door number two. They aren't going to be the the strongest voice in the room, even though they don't recognize their own power. Um, they are a little bit more self-conscious, um, but they deserve to be loved all the same. And so with Justice, I was very intentional. I knew she was going to be a character where you either like her or you understand what she's going through or, you know, she might get on your nerves. And, and a lot of the characters do, they will get on your nerves. And that was very intentional throughout the book. But with Justice, I wanted to hold space for uh, the soft girls who are still coming into their power. Because a lot of times with different romance books that I read, you either have the super young, early 20s bratty girl, or you have somebody who's just super confident and just puts up middle fingers to the world. And there's space for everybody. But I also think that especially as you navigate into your 30s, um, you're expected to like have it all together and not necessarily navigate through feelings that you're you're going through in real time. And so I wanted to put it on the page and, and make it as realistic as possible. Um, with Terrence, that is a, a, a big component of my my husband. My husband is Afro-Panamanian. Terrence represents some of the, the folks from around the way when I was going up to like Jersey and the Bronx and stuff. So just tying it back to to um, family and friends and all of that. But he is a cinnamon roll. And even though he don't get it, he doesn't get it right all the time. Um, (laughs) When when he loves, he loves hard. Um, And so a lot of that was mirrored after my husband and just the relationships I've seen with his sisters. It's no coincidence that Terrence has sisters and um, also with his mom and then our dynamic. Miles is probably some of the the guys I grew up with mixed with my dad. I know that sounds oh, very wild, but like, <laughs> <laughs> Papa was a Rolling Stone. Um, 
but there there are some soft sides. And without giving anything away, this is the first book and hopefully what will be a series. So you will see some of the characters again. If you Yay! read the book, oh, you know yeah. who's next. Uh-huh. And um, with, with those dynamics, yeah, there's going to be a lot of layers that we dig in. And Emma's just a, a little bit of me, though. I would say that like, her her sexual awakening is something that like I aspire to tap into because I'm more of justice on paper in that route. But um, she just represents um, a woman who's just so self-confident that even I aspire to be and some of the women in my life who who know their, their worth and at tax and aren't afraid to take pleasure in any form that it comes in. I love that so much. That's awesome. Okay. I would- I'm kind of excited now that it's going to be a series because I was very curious at the end. (laughs) So the sex scenes are very like in your book are so good and they're so intense. Are those hard to write? Like, how do you how do you go through that and put that all on paper? Do you act them out first? (laughs) (laughs) A big question. Um, with the second question first, I I joked with my husband, I was going to give him a, a credit like, you know, how you put cover designer and all of that in your book, I was going to list him as my technical advisor. So, <laughs> uh, Art definitely imitated life. He's also an engineer. So just some of the mechanics, um, there is sort of like, I guess, a Spider-Man scene yeah. um, in, in one of those. And so we had, you know, physics. So, so yeah, acting out is, is very important because I like to be as realistic in that situation as possible. Well, (laughs) hopefully my parents don't listen to this. (laughs) Sex scenes, if I'm being completely honest, when I wrote The Seven Month Itch, it was in between um, grad school. So I was about to start my final semester and I was working a full-time job, had two kids. I did it in three weeks. It was the worst But the sex scenes were very, I would consider now looking back years ago, my, they weren't, you know, a closed door or like a fade to black, but I was very timid in talking about certain things. Also, I come from a big Christian background. I still, I love the Lord with all my heart. I just know my forehead is going to be in heaven at timeout because (laughs) this writing process definitely gave me the courage to explore and also be unashamed. Like we're talking about characters who are deserving of love and how that translates into a physical act. So I definitely went back a few times to, um, to edit just to make sure that it was not only realistic, but also very intentional with the intimacy. Now I will say, cause I, I read a lot of books and I know folks' spice meters are different. I thought I was being mild with my pen, but I've heard otherwise. I would just say this. My book doesn't describe big things. Like that is how I arranged <laughs> yes. my level of spice. <laughs> I loved it because it was perfect for this book. It's yeah. very emotional. Yeah. I think if it was like more like crazy, like Dick Vane describing, then it, I don't think it would have fit the rest of the book. Yes. You know? Yeah, there's a place for each type of like description of sexy time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And the next book that I'm writing, we definitely kick it up a notch. I would hope so with that couple. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah. (laughs) 
what was your what was your favorite part uh, to write in this book without giving the whole big chunk of it away but like yeah. that you really enjoyed writing Ooh. so there are some random things in there and i think the one that i enjoyed writing cuz it was the most random idea and this i won't give away who but so so this whole situation takes place at a fictitious resort in the middle of Colorado. A lot of the things are indoor activities just because it's cold as shit outside. I don't know if I could cuss so apologize. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's cold as shit outside. And and so there's different activities to do each day for the singles retreat. And one of them was Justice going to the spa, which is not out the normal. But then she goes to a room that happens to be like one of those rain rooms where you hear like the water and she thinks nothing of it until she sees the backside of this muscular man that looks like he's just ramming his dick into a wall. And she she comes to realize that nobody of sound mind would do that. And surprise, there's actually a person who's on the receiving end of said dick being you know, rammed <laughs> into the wall. And so I think just that dynamic and when folks discover what's going on and the person being watched and like who it is and all of that. That was very fun to write, but it was also very random. And then there's also an intimacy part, which I won't give away, but you like, it's a second chance romance, so you know who it's going to be. But um, one of the, the late additions I added in was the Spanish talk of oh, yeah. somebody. Yes. And I felt like that added an extra layer. Um, and so that was fun. But also, I just thought that it was really, really good for the scene. But those two things are, are top of mind. Oh, yeah. Those are good I, ones too. Actually, like when you're thinking about it, I was like, I bet it's the spa scene. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny it too. Because really their relationship yeah. was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like you wouldn't expect it. It just yeah. it popped in the mind. It's like, I guess we're gonna we're gonna write this and see what happens. When is this? So it comes out in January. When is it available? Like what is the purchase date available for people to buy? That was a really weird way. <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, so it it officially releases January 23rd of next year. Uh, it's available for pre-order now. So if y'all go to independent bookstores, which from now through, I think the rest of the month, possibly going into January, I'm going to show some love to like the individual indie bookstores I know I that, that are are carrying it. So um, there's a growing list where you could get it online and show some love to indie bookstores. There's also going to be a few that are going to carry it in store, which is wild and exciting. Um, You can go to Barnes and Nobles online to pre-order. You can also go through the Amazon route and this will be on Kindle Unlimited. So you can wait until it drops or you could pay the $3.99 for the ebook or get the paperback from there. And so basically just your your bookstores, um, Amazon. And I will say that since I am an indie author, um, from now until January 9th, um, whether you purchased it before this podcast airs or not, you have until January 9th to fill out a proof of purchase form. Um, and, and once that, once we verify that you purchased the book, then during release week, you will get a signed book plate and also a bookmark. Ooh. So it's a way to do like some of those like bookish fun things 
um, while opening it up. So it doesn't really matter where you get it, whether it's an indie bookstore, Amazon, or Barnes and Nobles. As long as you got it, then we'll definitely send it to you. And that'll ship out release week. And the deadline for filling out the proof of purchase form is January 9th, whatever that day is. I think it's a Tuesday. That's so fun. I love that idea. That's awesome. Yay. So how many books have you published so far? This is going to be the first one. No so <laughs> I'm dead serious. No. Yeah. That is not your first book. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I am blown yeah. away. Yeah. I was oh my goodness. amazed, like, as I was reading it. I kept remembering that. I was like, I can't believe this is our first book. I, yeah. I would have thought that you've had lots of books published. Wow. I'm blown not away. Yet. That's amazing. <laughs> like Are you working do. on another one? Yes. So the next book I'm working on is not part of this series. Another random idea popped in my mind. It's going to be more of a divorce rom-com. So this one is centered around a woman who was married to a man of status. They had two kids. She was a working woman, but then was like told you should stay at home to take care of the kids as often that dynamic shakes out. And There was a birthday party, and so she left the birthday gift at home, went back home, started hearing some moaning and some rocking upstairs. Turns out her husband had another woman in their bed, so she decided, I'm out, separates. She technically doesn't have a job, has the kids, and so there are stipulations in their separation agreement. She has a best friend who's also of status that's like, I have this family home you could stay in in D.C. They have a... a, divorce party she gets drunk has a wild dream of rubbing up and humping on this this wonderful man in bed and turns out that the man is actually there and that's her best friend's younger brother whose house she's in that she had no idea so it has a reverse age gap um it might have a penis ring there's a lot of funny dynamics um and then randomly i'll shut up about it In the state of Virginia, as the law stands now, if you are separated and have penetrative sex, that is considered um, adultery. And it could also be technically like a a criminal misdemeanor. So there is a dynamic there of how far they could toe the line um, when penetrative sex is not a husband already like. Yeah, but they, they separated. Crazy, though. It, like, it is. Um, I, I love my Virginians. I'm from Baltimore, but oh, but I technically, it, yeah, yeah, it's at play. Oh, I love so that play of the old rule. The yeah, old law. Yeah. That's so mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. So there might be like a guided solo play um, on the kitchen oh. counter, and so we really this, this one. Sounds, this one turns up the spice for Yay. sure. Oh, that yeah. sounds so good. Mm-hmm. I do like how you get the laws in there and stuff. And also, oh, yeah, I, I called a lawyer. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's great. Probably, like, I like that, too, how you bring that. Like, a lot of people might not know about that law either. And so then there'd be people who are like, wait a minute, this is bonkers. And then might yeah. bring them to, like, become activists. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're super, well, yeah, political. I was I was trying to think of a way to be like, you're very She's a much, world changer, world shaker. She is. Oh, like, all of her. Yeah. I like that a lot better than just being like, you're political. That sounds a lot cooler. <laughs> but like a lot of your posts and stuff are a lot of like calls to action and things. And so I like that too. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I do say, and that was hard because my day job is I'm a director of policy for a nonprofit that focuses on restoring harm without relying on carceral systems or mass incarceration. And so I've been involved in the advocacy realm. 
for close to a decade now. And that's sort of the Tommy period that folks know. And so when I started entering into the romance space, it was like, do I hide this? Do I have a pen name? So for anybody who finds me online, the Tommy period is is the policy all day, every day. And then Tom B.A. writes is more of the pleasure. So we talk about policy and we could also go into the realm of pleasure. But yeah, and everyone has more than one side to them. You're just mm-hmm. expressing yeah. those different. I love that. Yeah, that's, that's in the different sides. Cool. Yep. What led you to become an author? Therapy. Therapy? <laughs> I love that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> 2020, there were a lot of like uprising. COVID was running rampant. Again, like working in the realm of policy, I work alongside a lot of folks who are impacted by the very laws that we're trying to change. And so just with like anti-Blackness, which sadly hasn't gone away, it's historic. I was in like a really, really dark place and I didn't have an outlet. On top of that, I was finishing up graduate school. And so I was done with everybody, my kids at the time, my husband, I just, I couldn't unplug. And so I ended up going to a therapist for the first time and in more ways than one, I'm paraphrasing because she didn't say this, but basically she was like, sis, you have to heal yourself. You can't keep burning the the candle at both ends and you need an outlet for self-care. So I said, well, I haven't read books in a while. And she said, great. I don't want them to be anything that focuses on movement work, because again, you need to have a space to check out. So I think the first book I picked up was like Megan March's Ruthless King. And I just kept reading. And within two weeks, I had read like maybe 15 ebooks. And then a couple weeks later, I had three weeks and I wrote the seven month itch during that time frame. So that's how I got into it. A very, very rough start, still trying to like feel my way out with like the writing process. And then it's like, oh, we're actually going to try and put this out into the world. What does that process look like? And so that was like December, 2020, January, 2021. Um, wow. When I picked up the book and, and started writing them. That's amazing. I know a book, reading books is a big therapy thing for me too. It's a big self-care, don't out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Escape. And like, yeah, exactly. I love that. I think it is a good for a lot of people, you know? Yeah. And you're guaranteed a happily ever after, depending on the genre. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I dive in. Yes, exactly. (laughs) The hallmarky ones always end well. So Uh I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you have any authors that inspired you? Oh, uh, yes. So Kennedy Ryan, I joke about the crime, but uh-huh. I've told her even to her face the one time I met her in person, which was really cool, uh, that she is like the Kendrick Lamar of romance writing. I would also say her and J.L. Seegers are, are up there. They just are so poetic and the way that they describe a scene and how somebody's feeling and the dialogue just... It's it's goals for me because I know my little limited goofy self. <laughs> the elevator only goes up so high, but I adore both of them. Um, Lucy Score is another person who I like. Uh, Nikki Payne, I fell in love with Pride and Protest. And um, who else? I like need to look. I like my, my whole no. <laughs> There's so many. Uh, Natasha Bishop. Um, Oh my goodness, A.E. Valdez. I would probably say if I could ever be part of an anthology, I would love to do something with A.E. I love her books 
so much. And also I feel like we have some similarities with writing styles, but I always get inspired whenever I read her things. But yeah, it's it's a long list, but I would say some of the go-tos for sure would be Kennedy Ryan, JL Seegers, A.U. Valdez, uh, Nikki Payne, and um, Lucy Score. By a Thread, I feel like was so underrated in a sense that like people obviously liked it, but they go to like her top three knock em out books and by a thread had me rolling. Um, and that was the first book of a, of a biblical size that I ever read in real life. So <laughs> I think she's one of the only people that can get me to read 500 pages in a romance book. Oh, I love it. That's love awesome. It. The best advice for someone who's considering to start writing. Just do the damn thing and don't yeah. expect perfection. <laughs> yeah. one, of, one of the things that I had to learn in its Virgo tendencies is that nothing will ever be perfect. And at some point you have to let go and put it into the world. And so your rough draft is going to be rough. It's meant to be that way. Also give yourself space. One of the things that I don't ascribe to is it's good to write every day, but I don't have a word count. Because especially if you're working a full-time job, you'll want to like, I don't know, dance in traffic if you don't hit a certain word count. And sometimes things don't come to you. Like I am setting up to write a sex scene that I know is going to be the big one in this this book that's a work in progress. And none of the characters are speaking to me yesterday. So I went to bed. Yeah. Try out a sex scene, I guess. Well, yeah. (laughs) Get that technical uh, advisor. The technical advisor. (laughs) He he was asleep. Um, so, so we gave him some rest, but, um, but yeah, just to, just to try and, you know, keep coming back to your work, give yourself the grace to write, don't expect perfection and, and just keep at it. And your voice will start to strengthen the more that you do the damn thing. I love that so much. Well, we're all done with our serious (laughs) questions. Penny's so good at crazy questions. These are fun. Yeah. She did these to me when we did, like, we did a Halloween episode because I'm obsessed with Halloween. And she she had, like, 80 of these weird questions for me. Because that's what we... Well, Kelly will talk for hours, so I have to kind of help her bring it in a little bit. Hey. So, okay. We drink Uh, a lot of wine on this show. Yes. Love it. Wait, I had a question. Is the Manhattan thing, is that a you thing or is that just a justice thing? That is a me thing. Yes. When I, when I want to have like a little, a non-fruity uh-huh. cocktail, I always go to a Manhattan. I like an old fashioned, which is. Yeah. My husband is an old fashioned drinker. Yeah. So that's going to be in the next so, one. So the question is, what is the craziest thing you've done after a bottle of wine? Or a bunch of Manhattans. <laughs> if you can remember. <laughs> and if it's no, I can say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't remember. It's craziest thing. Ooh. Okay, I'll give y'all I'll give y'all a PG rated one and then I'll give y'all an R rated one. No. Again, Yay! my parents are watching. So or listen, so <laughs> well, this is a very R rated show. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so in Oklahoma, we lived in Oklahoma for two years. And um I drank wine like an idiot in the middle of summer doing gardening in the heat got drunk my kids who were baby toddler baby at the time were were napping my husband I think was in the main bedroom and to seduce him I did a handstand against the wall and started twerking (laughs) and then I I blacked out after that (laughs) and then and then I guess the r-rated one is 
I went to a bachelorette party here in the Buffalo area for friends who was one of my Christian buddies. There's a lot of liquor involved. Go figure. And I came home with like the leftover trays of jello shots, got drunk, might have shared bodily fluids with my <laughs> husband that involved jello shots and his bodily fluids, like just rubbing it on me and then went to sleep. Ooh. Don't ask why. <laughs> I love it. That's, That's awesome. awesome. That sounds that sounds exciting. You should add that into your book. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a good time. <laughs> sing. Wait. Well, we sing all the time. Doesn't matter. Oh, your Lord. <laughs> this is Penny came up with these. Okay. Be mad at her. Sing us a song from your favorite movie as a kid. I'll do, I'll do the first one that comes to mind. Okay. Yeah. It's not even, it's more of a rap, but it's go ninja, go ninja, go. Yes, ninja ninja turtles. Turtles. Secret yes. of the Ooze. Vanilla Ice. Yes. Bebop, yes. Bebop and Rocksteady. That's awesome. <laughs> you did a great job. Well that done. That rad. I love it. Okay. All right. The last one. Oh, I need my phone for this, this one. This is so, oh, hold on. she Sorry. did so many of these to me too. You're going to, you're going to be under pressure. Yes. This is a pressure one. You're going to have 10 seconds to tell us as many of your favorite dirty words or phrases from your books. Oh, well, I only have one, so that's easy. <laughs> you just I feel like 10 I seconds or any other books. <laughs> just Not just from books, just your favorite dirty words or phrases. And um, tell us when you're ready to go. Because Penny's going to time you. I almost did 10 minutes. That <laughs> Are you ready? Um... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be simple. I feel so vanilla. Everyone's different. I love it. Yes. Okay. Ready? Set. Yeah. Go. Well, I say dick a lot. Um, I do love when a man moans and says, "Ah, yes, give me that." Um, I am here for like a cum slut in some books. It's not yes. gonna be in mine. Time. Uh, oh, oh I was gonna say. <laughs> Well, we can guess what the last one was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Which hard. was hard for me to say. That's the one word I have trouble with saying in real life, but I feel more comfortable writing it. Yeah. It's more of a, like, it used to be kind of a, a negative thing to say to people. Now it's becoming more of a positive, mm-hmm. like a more sexual word, which is, yeah, which is very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Women are evolving. <laughs> I love We <that>. are. <laughs> Well, I appreciate your time so much. This was so much Thank fun. Thank you so much. I'll just say that stay tuned. If you follow me on Tombier Writes, it's a long French name. Um, in the next couple of weeks, hopefully we'll be putting up some information about like a little mini book tour. There's two Ooh. in-store places, including one in New York City. I can't wait to Ooh. discuss. And Book is available for pre-order. I will say if you read the arc, the final version is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, there were like a, a couple of remixes. So um, yeah, just thankful so, for the support and so thankful to be in space yeah. with y'all. Oh, oh yeah. And you're going to be at a romance convention in California, right? What's that? Yeah, Steamy Lit. Steamy so Lit. I couldn't remember yeah. some of it. Yeah. It's, it's this August at Stimulate Com 2024. And then in September, I will be at the Smut Lovers Conference Ooh, in Florida. I love that. So, yeah. Yay. Well, congratulations. Your book is going to be amazing. So much. We're really excited for you. Again, I am blown away that this is your first book. I cannot yeah. wait to see what else comes from you. This is going to be great. Oh, well, thank you so much. It was so great to see you with y'all. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was 
Tommy is the best. She really is. She was so much fun to hang out with. And mm-hmm. I'm so excited that we got to do that with her. Yeah, that was great. Especially with Penny's like pressure questions. Yes, that was so fun. Those are my favorite. She's a good sport. Discount code. Okay. Get a pen ready. So pen through. paper. Yes. So go to okay. FrenchyPress.com. On Dingling Day. National Dingling Day, <laughs> which is tomorrow, December 12th. Yes. All the way up to Sunday, December 17th. So it is for an entire week. Perfect. Um, but this coincides with National Dingling Day. And if you enter blush 20, you get 20% off the pre-order, which is pretty rad. Yes. And you get all of the same goodies that go along with their dingling day goodies. Yeah, I think you get a signed copy. And it it says it includes a signed copy, but I think there's some other goodies as well. Yeah. Just pretty dope. So go to FrenchyPress.com. Blush 20 gives you 20% off plus the goodies that you get for Dingling Day plus a signed copy. That's fucking rad. It is. And it's like the perfect like winter cozy Yes, it is. And especially if you love the Hallmark, this is your jam. Right up your alley. And um, also like Tomvi is like so cool. I would love to like support her as much as possible. Yes. And she's really funny and a beginning Mm -hmm. author. So it would be great if we could all get behind her and and buy this book. Yeah. Everybody go buy it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And. And. Next week. Next week. I'm so excited. We got another like Christmas themed book coming at you. Yeah. I started reading it. This one is crazy. Yeah, she's like, what is going on with this? She's like, I think this author was all kinds of high. And I was like, listen, Lewis Carroll was tripping on LSD the entire time he wrote Alice in Wonderland. And this is a take on Alice in Wonderland. So what do you expect? It's an Alice in Wonderland slash Christmas slash smut. It's uh, Alice in Wonderland and Christmas Carol mashup with some 80s like uh 80s christmas movies thrown in yeah i love it and it's stacy memory brown i don't know if anyone else um out there knows her but i've read a ton of her stuff and i really like her a lot yeah it's descending <laughs> into descending madness. into madness this is the beginning of the series there's four books the first two are um focused on alice the older sister and then the other two are on Dinah, her younger sister, which is a uh, Beauty and the Beast and uh, Christmas. The whole series is super fun. I yeah. really like it. It's crazy. We're just doing book one. Yes, we're just doing book one to get into the like feel. And the Mad Hatter, I would never have thought of him as hot. But this book definitely brings that side out. Oh, yeah. I love it. And he's also like he's like the Mad Hatter and also Scrooge. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited. I've read it before. Penny hadn't, but I was like, we need a Christmas something. Oh, this one's pretty cool. And I'm excited to like revisit it. Yeah. So join us next week and we'll talk all about it and kind of fill you guys Mm -hmm. in if you haven't read it. And yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. (laughs) That was a good one. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week. week.